Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Off of the Couch podcast. Maggie here. Pete Serqua has been a personal trainer for 40 years. He's written three books, The 90-Second Fitness Solution, and two high-intensity fitness books, one for men and one for women. They're both easy to read, and they have photos to help you work out on equipment. And he also talks about how you can get strong at home with no equipment. If you're looking for a short, very efficient workout, it's worth your time to follow Pete Serqua. Here's Pete. How are you? I'm good. Do you go by Maggie? Yeah. Maggie or Margaret, I answer to both. But if you're in trouble or not, right? Oh, yes. When I'm in trouble, it's definitely Margaret. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I'm, I'm Peter if I'm in trouble. <laughs> gotcha. Um, you know, mostly I get the impression that you um, have been training people for a long time and you probably attract the busy professionals, maybe. But what about, um, what would you recommend for like women that have not done strength training before? Oh, that's a big subject for me. Women in strength training is uh, basically what my first book uh, published by Simon & Schuster was all about. Um, And I'm going to tell you about it. Uh, I have been training people for, I hate to tell you, 40 years. Uh (laughs) That's how much experience. I've done over 150,000 sessions one-on-one. Uh, personally, not not including my trainers or anything like that. Um, but I really I really targeted women's strength training very early on. Now I'll give you a little history. My my background, I was interested in health and fitness and strength training specifically in the 70s. I'm 60 years old now. In the 70s, Maggie, and maybe you can help me out with some of this. Who were our fitness role models? We had Jack LaLanne, right? We had Richard Simmons. Yeah, Jane Fonda came in there. Jane around Fonda, the end of the absolutely. Who well, else? I think. Um, Those maybe, are the top three. Yeah, it was maybe a little before Jazzercise. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Jazzercise is more in the 80s and 90s, right? That's yeah. right. Um, so, you know, there wasn't a lot, and, and, and Jane Fonda absolutely wasn't really touching the weights. And if they were, there were five pound dumbbells, right? If that may be right. No, she was more calisthenics for a long time. Yeah. And as was Jack LaLanne. And Jack right. LaLanne built his physique with weights, uh, but, but, you know, he was doing calisthenic exercise. And Richard Simmons was doing some sort of dancing and sweating yes. or something like that, right? It's into the oldies, right? Right. So that that's that's where I started. Now, back then, I knew that strength training, I mean, I just felt it, it was like a calling to me. I felt that strength training had health benefits for me. And I also felt that they had health benefits for you. And I was just anybody who would listen to me for three seconds. I'm like, this is good stuff. You need this. I, I mean, it just made perfect sense to me. If, if you want to walk up a flight of steps, shouldn't you be a little stronger? If you right. want to stand up out of a chair, if you want to pick up a grandchild, if you want, you know, right, it all goes back to strength training to do a little bit of this, get a little stronger. So I connected with it in my teens. It just, just, it was like, a, like I said, a calling. 
Uh, I opened up my first gym in 1986. I had to save up money. It took me quite a few years to do it, four, five, four or five years to do it. And in 1986, I opened up a place called South Shore Muscle and Fitness in New Jersey uh, by the beach in um, South Jersey. And it, it was probably one of the first gyms to welcome women. And I, I had, uh, it was a very nice looking facility. It had uh, um, a commercial grade carpet and really nice looking equipment that I custom had custom built, um, but I designed it. And I was trying to really get women in there to, 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 you know, hey, listen, lifting weights is good for you. You won't get built big and bulky, I promise. So that's where it started. So for you to ask me, uh, the benefits of strength training for women. They are legendary. As a matter of fact, next to diet, and diet is number one, strength training is number two on a woman's list for better health, right in that order. And you can't reverse the order. You can't have a phenomenal strength training program and then eat junk food and think you're gonna get anywhere. You will die just as fast as everybody else and you'll fall apart. So so, so that's it. Now, it, now Strength training is, it could be very, very simple, okay? In my first book called The 90-Second Fitness Solution, published by Simon & Schuster, I write about a three-minute workout that anybody can do with no equipment necessary, and it consists of two exercises, the wall sit and the plank. So there's no movement, there's no sweating, uh, there's no changing your clothes, there's no excuses. Everybody's got a wall and a floor. Now, what I do with these two exercises is I try to make them tangible by using a stopwatch or a timer of some sort. And your goal is to be able to do them for 90 seconds a piece. Why 90 seconds? Because that's a good amount of time to really challenge the muscles. Anything more than that becomes a little bit more of an endurance feat. And I've had people go five minutes on the wall sitting in the plank. I don't think they get any extra benefit from it, but it, it's impressive to see somebody do it. Um, and then at that point, if you are able to do wall sits and planks for 90 seconds a piece pretty easily or very efficiently, it's time to increase the load, which means you're going to have to get to a gym or we're going to have to get some dumbbells or take it to the next level with more resistance. But that's, okay. that's the basics. Very important for ladies. So that's a good place to start, especially for somebody that can't get to the gym, because like you said, everybody has a wall and a floor. And um, if they can't maybe get up and down from the floor, should they use like a counter or uh, uh, do a plank like against the wall at first or? Yes, depending on your health situation. So we'll, we'll take the wall sit first. Let's say you've got a bad back and bad knees. Uh -huh. And maybe there's a weight issue there. So uh, if you know a wall sit, a wall sit is you put your back up against the wall, you walk your feet out just a step or two, and you slide down the wall until you're a perfect 90 degree position with your, your thighs and your calves, okay? Now, what if your knees hurt? Uh, and this is not a bad exercise for knees, but what if you have knee problems? Just don't go down so far. Okay. Try to divide the difference between standing up and, and the 90 degree position. So you're, you're looking at a little bit higher, and you'll still get some tension on your thighs uh, and you'll get a little bit of work. And then your goal is to do that for 90 seconds. Okay, great, I did that. And when you, you know, it may take you days or weeks to work up to that, but when you can, then your next goal would be to lower one inch. Yeah, you gotta get stronger. Yeah. Uh, with the planks, you mentioned the counter. Yes, 
if, if people have done that, you know, I am just thinking about working out today and you're in the kitchen and you're doing something else and you stop and you grab the corner of the counter and you do a couple of push-ups right off the corner. Those are great. They're absolutely wonderful to do. They're easier than a standard push-up because you're cutting the weight down by probably a 40, 40 or 50%, but it's still stimulating and it's still challenging all those pushing muscles. So yes, if you can't do a regular push-up or a regular plank, a 45 degree angle on the against the kitchen counter and uh, please for safety reasons just make sure it's a stable environment <laughs> absolutely now i have a method about doing these when you're trying to strengthen muscles you want to do your repetitions slower not faster mm -hmm. you want to do fewer not more and i also time people so one of my methods is called uh 390 and what 390 is is uh, I'll give a person an exercise and we'll select a weight or uh, even if it's in a push-up position and I'll say, okay, you've got 90 seconds, do as few as possible, not as many as possible in 90 seconds, the exact opposite. So what somebody has to do is really slow down the movement, which is gonna put a lot of tension on the muscle and still get full range of motion. And that's wonderful. Now, if you can get, Think about the average set, Maggie. So let's say let's say we're doing a set of well, just curls, okay? So we got two five-pound dumbbells, and you your full forearm extension and a full curl, full range of motion, and let's say you did that ten times, okay, at a very even pace, uh, not slow, not fast. It'd probably take you about twelve to fifteen seconds to complete those ten reps, right? Yeah. So slowing it down a little bit or even extremely is gonna put more tension on the muscle. It's also very safe. The safety factor goes up right away. Right. When you start to do those push-ups, if you slow, so let's say you start with, okay, here's 90 seconds, Maggie. We're doing the push-ups on the counter at a 45 degree angle. That's where we're gonna start. And you do 10 reps in 90 seconds. So you were averaging nine reps per, uh, nine seconds per rep. Okay, that's great. Next time we do it, which could be tomorrow. All right, Maggie, beat the record of nine or 10 reps in 90 seconds. Go for nine or eight reps. Okay, slow it down. It's tangible. You get to write it down. You can keep a diary. Um, it, you know, it's minimal equipment. I mean, you can use your microwave, right? You can put a timer on the microwave. So it's not like you have to buy a stopwatch. Mm -hmm. But when you get down to three reps, that means you're doing 30 seconds per rep or 15 seconds down and 15 seconds back up. That's like yoga with weights or yoga with exercise, right? Mm -hmm. And you're really in control of that exercise. Now it's time for uh, something else, which means now you're on the floor looking to do a plank or a push up. But we have to challenge the muscles yeah. continually. We have to really upgrade, right? Right. Okay. Well, another thing you um, that I heard you talk about is that um, when you started training, I think you were doing maybe hour long um, training and now you do 15 minutes. Is that correct? That's correct. It was, it was uh, um, I like uh, when people call me an overnight success, I say, yeah, except for that first 20 years. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, I started out as a trainer. I, like I said, I opened up my first gym in 1986. It was called South Shore Muscle and Fitness. I charged $25 a month for the membership. Personal training was free. 
if you came and you were a member of the gym, I felt obligated as the gym owner to help you out. Now, back then, personal training, it didn't exist, Maggie. In the 70s and 80s, there were no personal trainers. I mean, I couldn't find any. Um, yeah. You know, what, what, what was social media? We had magazines, so, you know, Muscle and Fitness Magazine and right. uh, Strength and Health and stuff like that. But how, how else would you find gyms and uh, workout facilities? The yellow pages. Right. Now you have to travel everywhere and look. Yeah. In my travels, I could not find any personal trainers. So as a gym owner, I would just offer sessions. Um, a lot of people back then in the 70s and 80s, or especially the 80s, they would ask you for, can you write me up a workout? Yeah. Okay. And I, I would, okay, here, here's the exercises and here's the weights you want to try. And I'd write it out on a piece of paper, give it to them, and they'd, they'd go and follow it. That was the beginning of my personal training. At some point, I realized that that it is now starting to become a thing where people would start saying, hey, can I can I pay you to put me through a workout for an hour? Sure. And I started by charging ten dollars. You know, I mean, twenty five dollars for the membership. I mean, how much can you possibly charge for a session? Right. Wow. Yeah. Especially if you're not booked. Right. So ten dollars a session is where it started out. I did that for quite some time. At some point, uh, a few just a few short years later. I realized that there were personal trainers uh, and, and doing well and becoming successful in New York City. So I sold the gym in South Jersey, moved up to New York City, and uh, I found a place right away, 1988. There was a, a private workout studio, not a gym, they call them studios, mm -hmm. uh, but it's a mini gym, maybe like two mm -hmm. or 3,000 square feet. And they were doing nothing but one-on-one -on -one training and they were charging $50 an hour. And I was like, heaven, I found it. You know, I waited all these years. This is it. Now they were charging $50 an hour, but they were only paying the trainers $11 and 65 cents an hour. They had to pay the overhead, right? They had to pay the, for the equipment and the lights and the electricity and the rent and rent New York City's rent is yeah. not cheap, right? Right. So I understood that. And it didn't take me very long because of my enthusiasm I was the number one trainer there very quickly, knocking out 40 sessions a week. So it, which is now 40 hours of work, plus your downtime, I'm putting in a 50 hour work week to accomplish my 40 sessions, but I'm there and I'm doing it. And I'm making about $600 a week gross, um, which in New York City is poor. <laughs> it barely qualifies you to sleep on the street at that income rate, but I had some help and I had some friends and I had family that supported me as this is what I want to do. It's going to get better. I, you know, just have to keep working the system, but that's, and I, I only stayed there for a couple of years. And then I, I got enough clients where I just went to their home or their home gym. Oh, okay. A lot of gyms were opening up in the early nineties. Gyms were starting to open up in apartment buildings. Okay. It was a very new thing. Okay. So um, I'll come to you. How great is that? We have all the gym equipment that we need. I've got dumbbells. I've got Cybex machines. I've got treadmill, whatever I need. I got it. So I'll come to you. I'll give you an hour workout. I had a factor in a half hour of travel time to get from client to client. And those were my hour sessions for probably the next, I don't know, five, six, seven years. That's what I did. And I kept a really full schedule. Then. We, uh, I, I figured out one day 
it was just a mathematical equation. And I, I was always tinkering with not only my workouts, but my technique. And, you know, I wanted to build the business, but obviously there's, you know, I'm already working like 50, 50 to 55 hours a week to get my 40 sessions in, right? With travel time and everything. Right. And okay, well, there's a limit there, right? I mean, how many, you know, maybe I could squeeze in another 10 hours, but I've kind of peaked. Yeah. And I was, I was getting good referrals and I was getting more, uh, more business was coming in and I was having a difficult time taking on the new clients. So yeah. one day it just dawned on me. My typical routines in a, let's say an apartment building gym where they would have a circuit of Cybex equipment or life fitness or something like that is like three sets of 12 on maybe a dozen exercises. Okay. So let's do the math. So three sets of 12. Well, one set of 12 takes about 15 seconds. So three sets of 12 takes about 45 seconds of work time. Now there's always, you know, moving the pin and coaching and stuff like that, but there's 45 seconds of work time. Mm -hmm. it, multiply that by 12 exercises and you got 540 seconds worth of work. Divide that by 60 seconds and you have nine minutes. Wow. So I'm doing these hour sessions. And one day I realized I got 60 minutes. I got 30 minutes to get to my next client because I either have to jump in a cab or jump on a train or get on a bus, you know, zip, right? Get, get across wow. town or something like that. Yeah. And we're doing nine minutes of actual work on average, sometimes a little more, sometimes a little less. I was always a high intensity kind of a trainer. I would, I would push it pretty hard for one to three sets for exercise. It wasn't like you got off that machine and felt refreshed and, you know, I'm dragging you to the next exercise. We, we want to get something done. Yeah. So I said, I got to figure out a way to get this nine minutes worth of work done in less time. So obviously, um, cut out the nonsense. That was step one. And the nonsense being, well, I knew I had an hour session. Somebody gives me $50 for an hour. I, I want them to get their money's worth. So it's, hi, how are you? How's your family? Have you been? You know what? Why don't you get up on the treadmill, warm up for 10 minutes, go for, you know, a four mile an hour walk just to get the blood moving. And in that, in that 10 minutes, on, you know, how's your life, you know? I'm yeah. just killing. I'm just trying to fill in the right. Okay, we got right. that done. You're warmed up. Let's get on the machines. Let's grab the dumbbells. Now I'm pushing them and I'm dragging them through the workout. And at some point I'm watching the clock because I'm getting this workout done and we're getting everything done way ahead of schedule. I still have like, you know, 25, 30 minutes I got to kill. All right, let's slow. Let's stretch a little bit in between. You know, I'm, I'm just stretching. Killing. Yeah. There you go. So at some point, I, I was so strong in my schedule that I had at least 40 sessions. I'm making $100,000 a year at this point, right? So 40 sessions at $50 a session, and I've got referrals still coming in. And I just, it dawned on me, I'm going to get this nine minutes worth of work done in 30 minutes. So I could double my schedule and I can go to 80 sessions. That's going to take a little doing, but that was my plan. So I walked in the gym Monday morning. I planned this out all weekend, what I'm going to say, how I'm going to handle myself. And I told every client I saw in order, starting Monday morning, hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm a high intensity trainer, and you know that. I'm going to give you the same exact workout that I always give you, but we're doing it in 30 minutes, not in 60. So we're going to eliminate some of the, the nonsense because I want to see more people. 
told them right up front, want to see and help more people, but you're not going to get shortchanged in any way, shape, or form. And by the way, here's the good news. You get to pay me the same exact rate, $50 a session. Wow. <laughs> Nobody said no. I did not lose. I was prepared to lose 50% of the clients. Yeah. You know, in my head, all weekend I was going over, well, this one will definitely stay because they don't care about the time. They, they, they like seeing me and they enjoy the workouts. And this one, I think, is, you know, not, they're going to bail right away. And I'm, I'm kind of judging when I shouldn't be judging, right? So, you know, that's, a, I, it was lucky. It was lucky and I pulled it off and now I'm at 30 minute sessions. That was yeah. groundbreaking. It was 1994, 95, maybe even 93 when I did that. I pulled that move. So way ahead of anybody ever even entertaining. And other trainers were like, how did you do that? Oh my God, I could never, you know, I'd have to reduce the rate or, you know, I'm like, well, that's your, you know, you're my competitor. So I really didn't even want to tell you how I did it. So I started doubling up my session. My next move was I had to get my own personal workout studio, which means I have to pay rent and buy really expensive equipment. And I did. I got top of the line machines called Medex. They're not very common. Most people haven't heard of them. Um, the guy who made Nautilus equipment, Arthur Jones, he made Medex after he sold Nautilus. This was like his last gift before he got old and died pretty much. So he made these machines back, I think it was in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. So they're relatively new. They were ridiculously expensive, but they were wonderful tools to work with. I can help people with bad backs and bad necks, um, all kinds of problems, knee problems. I had great equipment and uh, great tools, and I had, a, I had a good system to use it with. As high-intensity training could be, we could build muscle, we could build strength, or it could be therapeutic if used properly. So now I got the studio. Now I got people coming in the studio for their half-hour sessions, but they're coming to me. I'm not going to them. So I eliminated all my travel time, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, now I'm able to, to book them back to back. So I, I developed a system. I developed a protocol. My three reps in 90 seconds uh, protocol was my, my signature move. Uh, there was never more than six or eight exercises in a workout. I very, very rarely went to nine, which meant I'm really getting this nine, nine to 12 minutes worth of work done very, very quickly. The half hour business model was very good because it allowed for you being 10 minutes late or, you know, right. right. Well, so if one guy's late then and one guy's early, I still can get it in. And, you know, so I had a waiting area and it was very comfortable. So I was able to stay on schedule and not mess things up. Um, nice. I went to 80 sessions pretty quickly, uh, which was a lot of money. And I raised my rates. Once I got to 80 sessions, I started bumping up. I went from $50 and I went to 60, 70, 75. Uh, and how, how I would do that was uh, anytime a new client came in, they got the new rate. And yeah. then if I needed a spot, I would tell the uh, older client, I've either got to increase your rate or I've got to now hire a trainer that works under me and does exactly what I tell them. So that's how that process started. My record is 120 sessions per week as a personal trainer. And that's when I went to 15 minutes and started scheduling realistically three people per hour, not four. Wow. And I was doing 20 to anywhere between 20 to 24 sessions a day. Wow. 
So that's that's what put me on the map. I I've been now kind of developing a program called Million Dollar Trainer because I was averaging for a, quite a, a long time. I was averaging between 1.1 and 1.2 million a year as a personal trainer. Yeah, Much better than the $75 a week I was making when I started out and I had to sleep on people's couches. So yeah, yeah a little better. My, my ultimate rate was $125 for 15 minutes. And that was after the books came out. But I was a million dollar trainer before the books came out. So, and I developed my protocols and everything before any of that happened. So uh, when people tell me when I do lectures, I'm doing one this Friday in uh, upstate New York for a gym and all their trainers. And they wanna hear my story and how I became a million dollar trainer and what was possible. And I, I, um, I share with them pretty much everything. Um, yeah. The details, the referral programs, everything I put together. It wasn't easy, but it's doable. Yeah. I do the math and I show them exactly how I got to, to over seven figures a year. That's amazing. So, so um, do people come once a week or twice a week? My original, when I, when my business skyrocketed, I developed a workout program. It was high intensity strength training, three reps in 90 seconds was the protocol, which again, remember had all that leeway. I had people doing 10 to 12 reps in 90 seconds, which was very safe and very effective. And I had people going all the way down to one rep in 90 seconds, really showing me they can dial it in. You know, so it was great. It was a great system, great workout charts I had set up. And um, it was just, you know, I had to have everything organized. When you're going at that pace, right? 20, 24 sessions a day, Obviously, there's cancellations and people on vacation. You never get 100% of your schedule in. But yeah. when you're going at that pace, everything has to be perfectly organized your whole right. entire day. You know, I, I actually had a Maggie, I had to like put in my schedule bathroom break this 15 oh. minutes, you know, uh, eat. Don't forget to eat this 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes. You know, so I was I was taking these 15 minute blocks and I was, well, three would go to clients and this one's for me or nice. bathroom or food yeah. or water or, you know, sit yeah. down, right? And don't- Yeah, if you tried to do four per hour, that would have been like a, uh, like the I Love Lucy episode where the chocolates are- <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. Now, now sometimes I would, you know, you, you got your peak times, right? You got like, you know, eight o'clock in the morning or six, six o'clock in the morning was a very popular. Yeah. I would schedule them every 15 minutes for those people okay. that needed to get in and out. But then- yeah maybe at 9.30 or 10, now I'm taking a 45-minute break. Okay. So, you know, 15-minute slots for 12 hours in a day, you got 48 potential slots to schedule 24 clients. Yeah. I mean, clearly you could schedule more, but I limited myself. No more than 24 in a day. Yeah. You know, I had to keep my sanity. I tried, you know, it was, it, here's what the challenge was at that point. I had to maintain my own health. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You That's know, important. I had to get my own work. To be an example. Yeah. It was, well, and it wasn't easy. Yeah. Because who's coaching me? And, and you really need someone. My wife at some point really stepped in and kind of took the reins and said, well, now, I'm, you know, you're in charge of uh, the 100 people a week. I'm in charge of you. And this is what you're going to eat. And this is what you're going to do. And you're going to take a break. And you're taking this day. You know what? I needed that. Otherwise, yeah. I was just a machine that kept going. Right, right. 
Oh, that's interesting. Well, your clients must have found it very effective or they, you know, wouldn't have continued to stay with you. So, so an intense workout of 15 minutes, they, what, what kind of results did you see people getting? Uh, a dress size for the ladies in four weeks without changing their diet. So, and, oh. and that was advertised and now that, that's even in the book, the first book. Uh, and I backed it up now. New York City in the 90s. I'm, I'm making a name for myself and I'm getting my business got built on referrals. I didn't do any pull any ads because I tried a few in the, in the very, very beginning when, when I was at 40 sessions a week. I said, well, I want to build this up. I, I took out an ad and it cost quite a bit of money. It was over a thousand dollars for this little tiny space yeah. in a magazine, New York magazine, actually, to be specific. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you, you get crazy people you get weird people you get crank calls you get yeah you, know, you don't know what you're getting so i stopped that and i said okay so now i got referrals coming in well it's like this <clears throat> new york city will make you or break you and it's that maggie it's that black and white okay if you tell people i got a workout for you that takes 15 minutes you don't have to sweat don't have to change your clothes and i'll get better results then you can get going an hour a day six or seven days a week. And you only need to do it once a week with me. And this goes back to, our, to your other question, how many times a week, right? So mm -hmm. imagine if the first 10 clients that tried it out, or, or it's okay, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll have a little faith in you and I'll give you your fee. And, and then he, they gained weight or they felt worse or, right? Well, yeah. the word starts spreading around. Don't train with Pete. He tells you 15 minutes, but I feel horrible. I feel yeah. like I need 45 minutes more. Yeah. Nobody said that. It was the opposite. 15 minutes with Pete feels like an hour. Oh my God. I was after three minutes, I was praying for it to be done. It's like my muscles were shaking. Uh-huh. So that's how the reputation got around. I had to create an argument. Now, for me to go from 40 to 80 sessions, my pitch was 15 minutes once a week. You don't have to sweat or change your clothes. That was the product. When people would ask me for twice or three times a week, I try to talk them out of it. I would say 95% of my schedule is once a week clients. Okay. And then, now, if you had, what would make you, what would make me allow you to come two or three times a week? An injury or, or a health problem. Because now I'm not pushing you hard. Now I'm doing something right. therapeutic, right? Yeah. You know, Pete, I got a knee problem. My back is killing me. You're going to need to come in three times a week. I'm going to put you on a lower back exercise. We're, we're doing now. I want you to do 10 to 12 reps in 90 seconds. And the time factor is huge because once I educate my clients on what we're doing, they, they, they get it immediately. So if I say, well, do, just do 10 reps. Well, everybody goes as fast as possible and it's sloppy. Right. But if I say do 10 reps in 90 seconds, well, now they're doing the math. Okay. How's this? Yep, that's it. You know, I'm calling out the times. Okay, you're at 10 seconds. You got one rep. That's that's a great pace. Let's keep that pace. You know, the coaching is very important. Yeah. And, you know, also think about the marketability there for an injury. If somebody comes in, they say, listen, I, I heard about you. My friend told me to come in and see you. I've, I've got a terrible back problem and, and some neck pain. I said, we're going to do a, uh, an exercise on a machine and we're going to use weights. Ooh, won't that hurt me more? It will if you're going to the gym and doing it on your own. 
But if you listen to me, it won't. And they'll say, all right, well, can you prove it before we get on the machine? And I'll say, yes, I can. Come on over here. We go up to a wall. And I say, Maggie, put your hands on the wall and take a, like a half a step back and split your stance. And you got your hands on the wall? Good. All right. Now, I want you to kind of put like 100 pounds of pressure on the wall, whatever you think that is in your mind. So you're putting a little pressure, all right? By the way, this wall is about 10,000 pounds, okay? It's, built, it's connected to the whole building. Now put, a, now put 200 pounds of pressure. Push a little harder. Okay, good. Now put 300 pounds of pressure on that wall for two seconds. Ready? One, two, push, stop. Take a breath, relax. You just try to push that wall, that 10,000 pound wall, for two or three seconds at 300 pounds of pressure or what we thought was, right? Did you get hurt? No. Okay. That's how we lift weights. So listen to me and watch my cue, listen for my cues and you'll be fine. Your neck, will, your neck and your back will feel better, not worse. Then I'd put them in a machine, get them all situated, strapped in. Okay, you're in position. Now, listen to me. On this lower back exercise, you have 50 pounds of weight. I want you, and here's my instruction, Maggie. This is really, this is really, I really worked up to it, okay? This is where they got their money's worth in one set. Okay, you got 50 pounds of weight on there. Now, I want you to apply 40 pounds of pressure on 50 pounds of weight. Get that? So it's not gonna move, is it? Because you didn't apply it. Oh, okay. You need 51 pounds of pressure on, four, yeah. on 50 pounds for it to move, right? So 40, so load up on it a little bit. Okay, you got 40 pounds of pressure. Now, increase it to 50 pounds of pressure on 50 pounds of weight. It shouldn't move, but it feels like it's just about to. Got it, good. Okay, ready? Now, put 51 pounds of pressure on there. Boom, it starts to slightly move. Great. At that speed, you can't get hurt. Not even if you tried. Oh, that's a really interesting. That's, yeah, a very interesting way to approach it. Yeah. Funny story about that, Maggie. You can't get injured even if you tried, right? I said, right. I said it thousands of times, literally thousands of times. Uh-huh. Woman comes into my gym, uh, and this is rather recently in the last six, seven, eight years. And um, she, uh, she, she couldn't train with me. I would, my schedule was full, so I set her up with one of my trainers. But I set up the workout. This is what we're going to do. She says, I have back issues. Not a problem. You listen to exactly. These trainers are trained by me. If you listen to exactly what this trainer says, you can't get hurt. Okay. So she goes through the exercises. She, she signed up for a package of uh, four sessions, which means she's coming once a week for four weeks. At the end of the four weeks, I check in with her. How do you like it? Oh, the trainer's wonderful. And the, the, the machines are beautiful. And your facility is very nice. And I think the workout's really neat. Okay, well, do you feel better or worse? No, I think I'm feeling better. Great. She signs up for another package of four. Uh, I check in with her after that, but it's a quicker check-in. Now the trainer's really kind of taken over. And she signs up for a third package. So in 90 days, she's had 12 sessions, right? Then she disappears for a, for a little while, a couple of weeks. I, and I kind of noticed, you know, I haven't seen, haven't seen Marsha in a while. I could say her name. I'll tell you why in a second. <laughs> um, 
And I asked the trainer, what happened to Marsha? I don't know. She just kind of, after her last session, you know, she just kind of disappeared. Well, a couple of days later, lo and behold, Marsha walks in the door. She says, I need to speak with you. Okay. As soon as I get a break, sit down. What can I do for you? You know, I want a full refund on all my sessions. I said, well, the ones that you used and you paid for? Yes. I said, why is that? My back's been hurting more lately. I said, okay. And well, I think you injured it. Really? Yes, I think the workout injured it. So what happened when I asked you about the first four sessions and the second four sessions and you signed up again on your own? Well, you know, when, were you lying to me? Well, I'm telling you now my back hurts more. I said, well, I have a no refund policy. I purposely check in with you. If you would have told me your back hurt after the first workout, I would have said, stop, we're not charging you. Maybe this isn't for you. Now, I've never had that happen in my very long career, but that's what I would have done. But in this case, you, you got the service, you paid for it. I paid the trainer. No, there's no refunds. Well, I'm going to sue you. Okay. Uh, I'm not afraid of a lawsuit. I'm, I'm good in court. Not that I've been there, but, you know, I, I've been on TV a thousand times. So this should yeah. be easy. A couple of weeks later, I get a phone call. Now, Mar Maggie, help me out with this. What's the name of that judge? It's not Judge Judy. It's the other one. People's Court. Okay. You ever hear of that one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I get a call from the producer on People's Court. Hey, listen, Marsha is suing you in New York Small Claims Court. I said, really? I didn't know that. She said, yeah, we got a hold of it. We get a hold of the paperwork first before it goes out in case we want them on their, our show instead. Okay, how's that work? Well, if, if you're okay being on TV when she sues you, you will go in front of a real judge um, and uh, you know it'll be decided and you have to abide by it, just like it was a regular court. There's no, there's no messing around with it. It's just that we get the ratings. And I got no problem with that. So they, they actually asked Marsha first. And you, can, you, you could search this in YouTube and you'll see the whole episode. It's oh three gosh. parts. So the People's Court, Marsha versus Pete Serqua, we get in there, you know, the whole entrance thing. Now they tell me in the and backstage, they tell me, listen, when you go out there, look serious. <laughs> or, you know, don't look happy because, you know, you're being sued. And she's trying to, she's not only coming after you for the sessions, but she wants more money. She wants the medical bills and everything else, right? Yeah. I said, okay, sorry, right. so I have my... Right. And, and then I hear the announcer. It's a, a stage in Connecticut. And, um, and the announcer says, and now the uh, the defendant, Pete Serqua, and, I, and the two doors open up and there's this big, stupid smile on my face. I'm thinking, I'm on the people's court. How much fun is this? Right. <laughs> so I walk up, I take my place in the podium and uh, I brought a copy of my one of my books. I had three out at that time. I brought a copy of my first book with me but I kept it hidden in, in a briefcase. Marsha's already out there. The judge comes out. I believe the judge's first name was Marilyn, Judge Marilyn. Um, it's been a little while. Anyway, Judge Marilyn comes out. Okay, I see we have a personal trainer and a, a person whose claims they were injured. So it's obviously not the first time the judge has had this situation before, right? Yeah. Uh, so she's, she right away goes to the, the plaintiff and, and uh, 
well, you know, what's your claim, ma'am? Well, he swears and he says it publicly, you cannot get injured during my workout and I got injured, I have back pain and I had to go to a doctor about it. Really? Okay, sir, I see that you're a personal trainer. I am, your honor. And did you publicly say you absolutely can't get injured during the workout? I said, yeah, I actually said it on TV a bunch of times. Really? How's that? Well, I'm a, I'm a three-time best-selling author. Oh, one of those self-published people? Well, if you call self-published Simon & Schuster, yeah. You're published with Simon & Schuster? I am. Really? What's the name of your book? The 90-Second Fitness Solution. It's been on Oprah, Dr. Oz, and the front page of the New York Times. Maybe you've heard of them. <laughs> well, now she's, really? Tell me about your workout. Now, the cameras are rolling. Poor Marsha's standing over there sweating bullets. There's a full audience. And then now it's just me and the judge. And she just went, so what if I was doing curls? How would I do them? And I'm like, judge, this is how you do it. You apply, let's see, you have 20 pounds on the bar. You apply 19 pounds of pressure, then go to 20 pounds and 21 and start going through the whole routine. This is being taped, <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Right, this is going on. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, book sales are going through the roof. Right. God bless Marsha for suing me, right? So we get through this whole thing. And just me and the judge just talking back and forth. What about nutrition? Yeah, well, I got a diet in the book. And we got some recipes. My mom actually wrote a couple of the recipes. Oh, that's what. I said, judge, I even got a copy of the book I brought for you. I'm going to sign it for you. I'll give it to you afterward. <laughs> the cameras are still rolling, Maggie. <laughs> we get through all that. She turns back to Marcia and says, so what's your claim? You got back pain? Do you have any x-rays? No. Do you have a doctor's note? No. I'm ruling for Pete. Boom, and the gavel goes down. Done. <laughs> it was like three seconds, and then they edit out all the conversation I had with the judge, right? Okay. It's like you edit your programs, but it was there, and we know it. So then there were people, I had friends come up in the audience. They're like, this is hysterical. So yeah, you can't get hurt, Maggie, if you do it right. Okay. <laughs> That's a great story. <laughs> wow. It's too bad they uh, edited it out because, it, yeah, like you said, the book sales would have been through the roof, but they probably were anyway. Oh, know? the book sales did go through the roof, and yeah. they, they did uh, they did keep the part in where she said, who are you published with? And are you self-published? And I said, no, Simon & Schuster. And really? What's the name of your book? And that's all in the air. So the fact that I got to name the book, uh, and then and then all of a sudden she, she changed her demeanor right away. She was so impressed. So you're really a published author. I am. I'm not just, you know, Joe Schmuck trainer that, you know, gave my client. Yeah, a really that printed exercise. out my own little book, typewritten or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, very good. Well, for so for people that are not in uh, the New York area or now you're in Pennsylvania. I'm in Pennsylvania and New York, but I'm not taking on sessions uh, physically. So not yeah. not one on one. I do sessions either over the phone. Uh, and oh. what I've been really focusing on lately, Maggie, is helping trainers. So uh -huh. I've got my program called Million Dollar Trainer. And uh, I've been working with a lot of people on uh, and developing better training skills and safer training skills. And I tell them what's possible. Like when you got into this job, how much money do you think you, you, know, you could make? Oh, you know, if I can make $500 a week, $1,000 a week, I hear all the numbers, right? Nobody says $10,000 a week. 
I said, well, that's where I started. You know, once I developed the program, I was at $10,000 a week or 500,000 a year, but then I doubled that and I went a little further and I can show you how to do it. Maggie, here's the interesting part of all this. I don't charge one penny for my program or my coaching. If people call me up and want diet advice or they want to talk to me about their back pain or neck pain or something like that, I will give them advice. I don't charge them a penny. Never ask for a penny up front. Never will. If the trainers, and I got a call after, after our interview is done, there's a lady in Washington State who just opened up a small workout studio, which is modeled after my workout studio. And she tells me that. She wrote okay. me a really nice letter. She said, can we schedule a call? I'd like to ask you, you know, a couple of questions about the equipment and, you know, I want to get my sessions up. Sure, no problem. I'll, I'll shoot you a text message after I'm done with uh, Maggie Stewart and, and uh, we'll, we'll set up a call right away. And I love answering the questions. It's great. Great. And so for, for a, um, someone who wants to start an exercise program and they can't come to you in person, do you recommend starting with your book? And I, I see that you also have some YouTube videos. I have YouTube videos that show the exercises in the book. And yes, I mm -hmm. recommend you start with the 90 Second Fitness Solution published by Simon & Schuster, available on Amazon. Okay. Uh, I have other books out, but they're a little more advanced. And you're, you're specifically asking about starting out. That's yeah, yeah. the book for starting out, 100%. Okay, great. And where else can people find you um, to follow you? Facebook. Facebook or Instagram under Pete Serqua. Really easy to find. And uh, as, as you know, Maggie, I respond. I get yeah, yeah. hundreds Very of inquiries yeah. and I enjoy, I enjoy the dialogue. People who are reaching out to me like you are serious people in the, in the health and fitness industry, or they have a very, very uh, a serious interest in it. So it's, there are always great conversations and I enjoy them. I never get, I never get, you know, crazy questions or people wasting my time. So it's wonderful. Oh, very good. All right. Well, let me uh, turn off the recording here. Hold on one second. And oh, they moved the button. Hold on. Stop recording. Yes. I want to bring something up. Dr. Gabrielle Lyons says you have to go to the gym four days a week for 45 minutes. Andrew Huberman says you have to do five sets to build the most muscle. But Pete says you just need nine minutes. Some of the other people I've interviewed, Dr. Ben Bocchicchio and Dr. Doug McGuff, have also shown that short, high-intensity workouts are very effective. So if you have a lot of time, you like to spend your time in the gym, that's great. But if you're busy, maybe you have a family, activities, a job, it's good to know that you can maintain your health and your body in a short, effective workout. In my view, it takes out the excuse that you don't have enough time because the time you gain and the quality of life that you gain being fit is going to be worth it exponentially. All right, back to Pete Serquo. Get his books. Check out his YouTube. He actually has one where his mom makes chicken soup, and it's pretty funny. His nutrition advice is similar to mine. It's about eating real food and getting enough protein.
Thanks so much for listening to the Off of the Couch podcast. You can find me at offofthecouch.com. Take a small step. See you next week.